0: He gives it like a spritz of like jasmine essence. Just to refresh. And then he gets into bed. You're talking about my routine? No, I was I was talking about what I wish your routine was. Sorry, B. I love you. You don't smell. No, I heard it. That sounded a lot like what I do every night. Yeah, do you give your dick a spritz? Just a spritz. Just a spritz. (sighs) Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the Lizard Queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires do werewolves make you cream, then welcome to our podcast, this is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome, and weebs will take you too. Fantasy time starts now, set sail to a land of books and joy, and big day.
1: You know, I got my stripper pole. I got my dance pole. You did not. Where are you going to put it? Uh, In my living room. Oh, but,
0: hell yeah. Give the neighbors a show. I know. But
1: dude, I went to unbox it. And when I, when I put the, assembled the pole, it's crooked. It's bent at the base. What? So I have to return it. That sucks. And my heart aches. My heart aches. It's pretty disappointing. I've waited like two weeks for this thing to get here
0: how do you mount it to the ceiling do you have to like screw it in uh,
1: no it's all um tension it's all pressure it's a uh, mark free so you there's a plate on the ground the pole and then the plate on the ceiling and then you like increase the tension on it so it does not waver and it doesn't fuck up your ceiling I so would it's apartment friendly
0: love to get one of those for my apartment but my apartment's so old i feel like i'd hook it up and then get on well, it and your go apartment's straight already... through the floor <laughs> into the <laughs> apartment below.
1: <laughs> I feel like they dig it. They probably dig be it. Like,
0: what's oh, up? You know,
1: Paris, I'll just send you mine since your apartment is already crooked. <laughs> That's true. Perfectly.
0: It'll be straight because everything here is on an incline. So yeah. it'll be great.
1: You know, <laughs> but I brought that up because I, uh, I'm i jealous of Farah's uh, war body. Oh, I've been feeling that
0: way, too. It's not just you. I've been... I want to be sexy. Dude, I want to be strong. Like, Feyre like, talking about how she's got these wings. And, oh, I actually have a quote about this. Yes. So she's talking to Asriel. It's on page 207. She's talking to Asriel, and she's like, Man, these wings are so heavy. How do you guys do it? I don't understand. And he's like... Where does he say that? Why do you it?
1: think why do you he's think like, are so fit? Yeah,
0: he's like, you need to strengthen your back muscles and your thighs and your arms and core. She's like, so everything then? And he says, again, that dry or well, again, that dry smile. Why do you think Galyrians are so fit? Like, <sighs> goddamn. They're God all just damn. rippling with muscles. Like what it's the fuck insane. And they can fly and, like, their legs don't dangle under them. You know? They don't just <sighs> flap away. Like, they can yeah. hold straight. Like, their core is so strong. And, like, Pharaoh has what... to become strong like that, too. And I want to be strong.
1: <laughs> I know. I want to be strong, too. I, and that's what I was hoping to achieve with the pole. Because people, I watch them, and they, like, do that vertical thing where they're, like, horizontal. Their whole body is horizontal. Yeah. Because they're, like, using their arms and, like, you know, flipping upside down and shaking their ass while they're in the air. And I wanted to do all those things. But now I have to wait for God knows how long for customer service to get back to me and um, just pray that they will accept it because they are, like, I have a no return policy. But, no, I feel you. I feel you. I read this and I was, like, God damn it. God damn it. Um, that reminded me of... Can we talk about that massage scene, Harris? Ugh. Let's. For me, it's page 310. I don't know if it's going to be the same for you. I'm going to that Um, page. Let's see. 311, 310. Um, But, like, basically he, like, massages her to
0: orgasm. Which was just fucking nuts. Well... Yes, it is three eleven for me.
1: Okay. Like, uh huh. To start off, my clothes vanished, presumably to the laundry downstairs, and Reese swept me into his arms, lowering my naked body into the water.
0: Oh, speaking of which, I have a note that says, "Cauldron bless Reese for always drawing a bath."
1: Wow. Wow.
0: I just love that like whenever Favra has a really long day or she has something Mm -hmm. that's like kind of traumatic happen, she goes up to the bedroom and there's always a bath running, like a bubble Mm -hmm. bath ready for her. And like, it's hard for me to get Brady to bring me a napkin when I make (laughs) dinner. Like it's the worst. (laughs) I just really envy that. Pa- he's, he's giving me a, He's the, giving me an evil look right now.
1: <laughs> Brady has the important things. He is loyal and he is kind and he has a great sense of humor. He has all. Those and he's things, always yes. got your back.
0: Yeah. But sometimes
1: he does. it's nice to have the extras.
0: Sometimes it's, it's nice to like. When he goes to get a fork, like it'd be nice if he got one for me too. You know.
1: We. I don't even have forks, Paris. Okay, (laughs)
0: Casper and I have yet to
1: agree on (laughs) We use chopsticks and whatever forks he brings back from work.
0: How is that Um, better than just (laughs) buying a set of forks that you maybe don't like? they're expensive,
1: and Casper does not believe that he um, makes money. Uh, He still does that hasn't registered, I think, in his noggin when it comes to... um, these these types of things. So we make do with plastic forks. We also don't have butter no, knives. All don't of our use knives are forks. serrated. Stop well, that. We're, Bad habit. It's better than throwing them away. It's better than throwing do you them reuse away. Them? We don't you, like, buy wash them. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, uh, yeah we, wash them. we don't buy plastic forks, but it's like when we go out to eat, we save our plastic forks until they break.
0: So it's like you and I going to that one theater conference and you stealing like 37 spoons from the dining hall in the hotel. I have to say, Paris,
1: at least once a week, at least once a week, Casper will tell me how grateful he is for those spoons and how much he loves having... An abundance of spoons and that he likes their weight. He likes that they're silver. He likes the way they look. Um, I think he really enjoys having silverware, uh, even if it's only spoons.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you stole them then. I'm glad that I, yeah. you know, got you to do that thing was like you should take those spoons and then you just you took one and and it didn't seem to wet your appetite you just like kept shoving them so i kept i think i bag. took
1: something like 39 spoons yeah. or something it's but just, just an, an absurd number an
0: incredible amount you were like putting them in the bra of your jumper like yeah it was incredible i was so impressed shoving them
1: in my coat pockets in my purse i had so many spoons yeah. that the hilton will never never get back
0: nope
1: no <laughs> Um, but no, I, 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 uh, yeah, dude. Um, wow. He lay me down belly first, and I noted the oils and balms he set there, the faint odor of rosemary, and something I was too tired to notice, but smelled lovely floating to me. Fuck off, Thera. Stop
0: rubbing it in. (sighs) I know. It's not fair. I have like a bottle of Eucerin next to the bed. Like, I, <laughs> I have eczema, okay, and like <laughs> I was gonna ask if that was an <laughs> eczema-related product. What am I supposed to do? I can't have all of those perfumey things, or else my skin peels off. But what if what if it's like a natural
1: oil? What if it's not perfumed, well, but it's like Brady laced with?
0: Really hates like anything gooey. So it's he really doesn't like lotion. It's incredibly difficult to get him to wear sunscreen anything oily he doesn't want to touch it so unfortunately i don't get that. so is he just ashy <laughs> i guess his feet oh braid sorry <laughs> he's sitting right here i feel a little bad but we both need a pumice stone he needs a pumice <laughs> stone let's just say that
1: i need one too that's fair i really that, I, yeah, I need, I need one, one. too
0: We all, everyone should own a pumice stone. I don't own one right now. I'd like to have one. I, yeah. Uh,
1: Casper has begun riding his bike again. He's cycling long, long bike rides. But he, because of his fear of A, the coronavirus, and B, the amount of sweat that he produces on his bike rides, he now takes between one and two showers a day. And I got to say, it's a treat. It's a treat. It makes a difference. Ladies, does it not make a difference?
0: That sounds awesome.
1: That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm not trying to rub it in Paris. It's not going to last forever. Um,
0: no, Brady's a clean guy. And we often shower before bed um, because I have declared that the bed is a sacred clean space and that we're not allowed in it unless we are clean. (laughs) So...
1: That's fair. That's a fair declaration.
0: Yeah. i just like, sorry, but I can't sleep in filth. So we must be clean. And I refuse to let Braid wear his underwear that he's worn during the day to bed. I won't let him in the bed unless he changes into new underwear. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that you have an advantage on me um, Because Casper, while he takes two showers a day He will fall asleep on the couch And he will accrue whatever manner of sweat From being in the hot living room And he will not awake for me And even if I do get him to Finally, after a couple hours usually of trying I'll get him, and this is every night, by the way Every night I'll get him to get up
0: but at what time, like what time are you going to bed? I,
1: I'll start maybe at 11 and then eventually like he'll fall asleep around 10, nine on the couch and I'll let him sleep on the couch for that long. And then maybe 10 45 will roll up and I'll say, Casper, it's time to go to bed and he'll say, okay, okay, okay. And I'll say no right now. And he says, okay, okay. And then he's immediately asleep. Like he's just responding in his sleep and then another hour will go by and I'll be like, Casper, time to get up. And he's like, okay, okay. And I'll be like, right now. He's like, out. He's sleeping. (laughs) And so it'll usually be around midnight um, where I'll get him to like get up, but he just walk. He looks for his phone. He like sits up and he like contemplates his existence for a second (laughs) and then he'll find his phone and then he'll go and he will collapse onto the bed, fully clothed. And I will have to beg him. If he hasn't already done it, which is more likely that he's not, um, brush his teeth and remove his clothes. But sometimes I don't want to fucking fight at, you know, like midnight 30. I don't want to have to negotiate him brushing his teeth and taking his clothes off. So I just, like, let it slide.
0: So does he just sleep, like, on top of the sheets?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, Paris. On top of the sheets. Shirts. Does he have shorts, shoes on? No, he didn't, no, but because we've agreed to not wear shoes in the house, but like he would, he could.
0: Oh my God. Before,
1: in a previous time, I'm sure. I'm sure there's been a time where I've made him take, had to make him take his shoes off. But yeah, so the showers, they don't always pay off uh, because he's been marinating in his sweat on the couch. And he will refuse to, like, take care of things. And then I get to, like, be the one who closes, you know, the house down, turns off all the lights, lock the doors to protect us from, you know, <laughs> racists. Like, I, I am the one who turns, turns down. And you know that before Reason goes to bed every night, he is locking the doors. Every night. He's, he's putting the shields down to protect the
0: house. He's, like, turning he's on the... He, he turns on the diffuser. He locks the doors. He makes, her, he makes sure that the AC is off so we don't rack up that electric bill. He turns all the lights off in the house. He brushes his teeth. <laughs> he takes off his underwear that he's worn throughout the day. He puts on a brand new clean pair, probably made of and- silk.
1: I bet he, like, rinses his dick in the sink, too. Yeah. Or something. He, like, goes you know? up, he
0: grabs his bar of, like, Dove. <laughs> he just gives, like, a quick wash. Or, sink. like,
1: some, some homemade soap that he bought at the farmer's market. Oh, it's made supports, of, like, goat's milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It smells of he gives uh, it, citrus like, and salt or some, quick and something else. a spritz
0: of, like, he has in this, like, brown glass bottle, there's, like, some water and some jasmine oil. He gives it like a spritz of like jasmine essence, just to refresh, and then he gets into bed. Are you talking about my routine? <laughs> no, I was I was talking about what I wish your routine was. <laughs> I'm sorry, B. I love you. You don't smell. No, I heard it. That sounded a lot like what I do every night. Yeah, do you give your dick a spritz? Just a spritz. Just a spritz. spritz.
1: I was watching uh, the the Go to Bed with Me series on YouTube. It's like a Vogue thing or something, or like Vanity Fair, and it's like these male models sharing their like night routine where they will wash their face and brush their teeth, and then like all of them wear cologne to bed. And I was like, like expensive thousand dollar colognes. So like yeah, and I just uh, just do a little spritz, um, and I'm ready to go. Then it like helps lull like, me to sleep. Oh fuck
0: I don't I don't like cologne because I think it's too strong it um, I, I guess it, I guess it would depend on what kind of cologne but I haven't really found a cologne that I'm like oh my god that smells good but like I really like the smell of Brady's body wash and it's pretty strong mm. so like that will smell nice. but I have made a spritzer for the pillow before bed and it has mm. jasmine and lavender and just a, a hint of lemongrass and water and then I shake it every night before bed and I spray down our sheets and the pillows and so when we get into bed like the like the impact of us laying down like releases all of this like essential oil (sighs) scent and so it's really nice to like get into bed that sounds divine that sounds divine (laughs) it is nice but brady sometimes gets mad because like he'll get in bed first and then i'll spray the bed down (laughs) he's like stop spritzing me like it's cold and wet and i'm like i want the bed to smell good so i just like keep spritzing i'm sure he loves it probably i'm sure he does yeah
1: oh my god Sarah J. Maas, thank you for um, writing such wonderful books, yes. and um, also, how dare you? How dare you? There is.
0: <laughs> how dare you give us this and make us have these expectations, Sarah?
1: Yeah, it's really unfair. It's really unfair.
0: There is um, the Paris. Huh? Go ahead. Okay, there's something that I would like to talk about, um, that. I recognized reading this book the second time but not the first time and Mm -hmm. I think that maybe it is something that Sarah may touch on in the upcoming Nessian book I think that Mm -hmm. this could be foreshadowing if it's not and I'm wrong whatever but if I'm right I'm gonna be very excited so um this is my theory Here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad, we've warned ya, you've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. The Archeron sisters come from magic fey blood somewhere in their family this is why nestra nesta is different and was able to take from the cauldron this is why elaine was changed and was given a gift by the cauldron this is why pharaoh was picked by the mother and the cauldron to set things in place to make destiny happen um and this is the evidence that i've gathered on this
1: i love this where this is going okay. i love this headcanon
0: yes okay so on page 210 for me this is when Feyre and Reese are in the library for the first time and they're talking Mm -hmm. about how the library was formed and like before the war if humans were allowed to have access to the libraries and Feyre says but we I mean they don't have magic humans don't have magic and Reese says some do Usually the ones who can claim distant fey ancestry. But some mm. of those spells don't require magic and then he like goes on to talk about like they use ingredients and stuff. But the, the main thing there is that, um, that it, they come from fey ancestry. Those people who can wield magic. Who have it in mm. their blood. Right? And then mm. on page three oh, hold on I have it here. Sorry, on page 3 or 239. Mhm. Let me get to there. I was on 339. Well,
1: why while you're looking, I I was thinking um, a similar thing, not thinking this theory, but I was like Reason was like, "I have loved you ever since I met you when you were a human and I thought you were the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen." Now, There was, like, he was, like, having visions of her for Mm -hmm. years before that. But I was, like, why, pray tell, would the most powerful High Lord in all of history want anything to do with a human? Like, beyond beyond (laughs) it just being, like, a beautiful romantic story and, like, you know what I mean? I was, like... Why? Yeah. Why? What justifies this? Why? She's not Faye yet. How could they be mates? How could they be equals before she becomes fae? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me, Sarah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah,
0: so she has to have something in her blood that calls to him some distant Faye ancestry. And so this is where the other part of my theory comes in. It's when, um, it's when Cassian and Risco go to see the bone carver. Mm-hmm. And the bone carver's telling Feyre, like, oh, yeah, I have this twin sister. You've met her. You smell like her. It's Striga. And he's like, oh, and my, my brother, Koshi, and he's not here right now. And then he says, the bone carver says, had I been braver, I might have bided my time, waited for their power to fade. For that long ago fey warrior to trick Striga into diminishing her power and becoming confined to the middle. And so he's talking and then it it goes on and he says, clever that fey warrior. Her bloodline is now long gone, though a trace of it still runs through some human line.
1: Oh, my fucking God, Paris, you are totally fucking right. <laughs> I cannot. I that I that totally just like glazed over my ball, my ball, my balls, my eyeballs, <laughs> but also my balls. Uh, yeah, I was just like, OK, Sarah, you're being a little lazy and extravagant, like like lazy, but also like, why would
0: you no, Yeah, why would I she put think- in that
1: information?
0: I don't think anything Sarah does is lazy. I think she does everything. She hides these little Easter eggs so that they come back later. So I think that the reason why Feyre's family is so fucking OP is because they have Fey blood. Like, I think it's probably Feyre's mother's side of the family because her mother was, like, so cold and brittle and, like, kind of high Fey-esque. yeah. So I think maybe there's, like, a drop of magic... In their line,
1: that's that what's up.
0: Made them so insane,
1: and crazy. I love that, Paris. You're so observant.
0: <laughs> I
1: love well, that. Well, that's
0: my theory, and I am guessing um, that that will come to unfold in the Nessian book.
1: Why wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God, I, mm, I'm so excited. I also loved uh, reading this book again. I really loved um, Amrin and Nesta's relationship that bloomed. Yeah. Like, their friendship that they had, like, their their wrath that they both shared was just, like, a warm treat. Because even though Nesta's a bitch, she still (laughs) deserves buddies. And more was not... Uh, interested in being that Nesta whatsoever. It. No. No. Because she's like protective of Cassian but also like I'm like don't be greedy bitch. Don't be greedy. You've yeah. had 500 years to make that decision. Mm, no. Um, so yeah. I'm like let Cassian love Nesta and all of her craziness. Oh my
0: god. There is one yeah. other thing I would like to touch on before we end this. Um, I would love to hear it. On page 338 of my book, Moore says, Scythia, Moore said, shaking her head, I remember them. They're horse people. A mounted oh. cavalry could travel faster than, and then she's cut off by Reese. A horse people. So there are somewhere on the continent an entire race of centaurs. When do we get to see them? I why wow. when? When? They Paris. better fucking come up in the Nessian book, Sarah J. Moss. I am here for the horse people. Where are they?
1: I think what she meant. I I could be wrong, but I think what she meant was that they are horse people in the way that um, they are people who use horses. No. And they... No, I refuse to believe it. Horses are an an, an integral part of their culture, I think, because the context of that conversation was discussing how slow humans are. And they weren't saying that, like, there was no hint that there were other beings other than humans within that conversation no they're horse people people as in humans who use horses to get to get
0: by i i hear what you're saying i refuse to believe it and i won't respond to it okay i hope
1: there are centaurs i hope they just roll the fuck up and they're like wanna fuck and I, I hope they're decked Show out. me that
0: centaur
1: horse <laughs> dick. <laughs> Favorite half horse person.
0: That's in her heritage.
1: Yes, that clever Fey horse
0: warrior. God damn. Where are the I centaurs, remember. Sarah? Bring them in. I want to see them. That's what I'm here for.
1: I feel like we're more likely to see horse people in Crescent City. I feel like Hunt's going to be like, yeah, in my travels as a war general, there are some centaurs that I fought alongside, and then they're going to, like, gallop away, and Bryce is going to flirt with some horseman, and Hunt's going to be like, is it because his dick's so huge? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, have you ever seen a horse penis? They're terrifying. Mm-hmm.
1: They're incredibly overwhelming to look at. Yeah. I used much. to go to horse camp. Not horse camp. There would be like a dude ranch that my grandparents would take us to um, every like other year. It was really expensive to go because it was like a week retreat where you would ride horses in the woods. It was amazing. A highlight of my um, childhood. But yeah. yeah, if like a horse would pee and it was like feeling a little loosey goosey. It would just like extend and out and out and out and out.
0: And you want it to go in, like not you, but back to where it came.
1: (laughs) Please go back in and in and in.
0: (laughs) Away, take that back, suck it back in.
1: I'd still, it still sounds sexual even though even though you want to banish the dick, it sounds like we're talking about sucking.
0: <laughs> not horse, not a horse. A not centaur. A real horse. A, a centaur's centaur. different.
1: <laughs> as long as it has a human face, that's all that matters. What yeah. if it's horse heads and human bodies?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, then that's like the movie Sorry to Bother You. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh my god, no. it's terrifying. It's actually a pretty good movie, but the end of it is just so disgusting and overwhelming because there are like human horse hybrids and they're just terrifying they're like fleshy human horse hybrids that are like I heard it we're was in really, I, I we're heard it in pain disturbing. yeah it's awful oh I saw it in God. theaters and I like was so disturbed because they're like we hurt it hurts to be like this human horse hybrid like we're in pain please free us and that really bothered me I did not like Whoa. that at all <laughs> Sorry if Damn. I just ruined that movie for you, but
1: it's... No, it's okay. Uh, now I know, like, what... Because to... no one would describe it for me. They were like, I don't want to talk about it. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, it's okay. pretty rough. Okay, interesting. <sighs> wow. <laughs> well, final thoughts, Paris. What would you rate this book out of five? I realize we didn't do a rating uh, for either... Uh, any of these books. So, I So... We could start with this one or go start with A Court of Thorns and Roses. Let's start with the Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. Paris out of
0: five. Akotar. Yeah, I think I'd give it... I think I would I think I think would give it f- five stars. I, I really liked it because I feel like it's a book that can kind of stand alone. Like, you could mm-hmm. read it and be like, oh my gosh, this book is really good. And, like, not read the rest of the series and still feel satisfied you should yeah. read the rest of the series. But I think that it's a really good book, like, on its own. And then mm-hmm. Wings, not Wings and Ruin, Mist and Fury, I would also give that one five stars. Just because, like I said before, that's where most of the story unfolds. That's where yeah. we start to get to, like, know our characters more in depth. And and the the bulk of the story happens there. That's where Feyre, you know, falls in love with Recent and the mating bond happens on all of the juicy stuff happens there. This book I probably wouldn't rate as high. There's still a lot of good stuff in it, but mm, most of the book is like war strategy and planning yeah. for war, and, and it, like
1: angst within them. And yes. Feyre's like, I made this decision, and now I want to talk to you guys about it because I'm feeling a little insecure about it. And but Reason told me it's fine, so it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Times, like, 50.
0: Yeah. And then Risen doing that, too. I mean, the shit that he pulls on Moore where he, like, doesn't tell her that Eris is (sighs) going to be at the meeting. Mm -hmm. And then he offers Valeris to her father care. And he's like, yeah, you can come hang out here. And, like, that's Moore's one safe place. And, of course, like, Risen feels guilty about that afterwards. And he did it because he's trying to make sure that there is a Valeris to go back to eventually. But, like, yeah. at the same time, it, like, shreds Moore's spirit. And so he feels shitty about that, too. So there's, just like, you know, tension between them. So there's a lot of, like, tension between the ranks and, like, yeah. between the family, which is not always fun to read. Because I feel like I read these ex- these characters and I experience their emotions. So sometimes I'm like, ooh, yeah. I don't like feeling this way. But I, th- I, I still like- think it's a good book.
1: Yeah, it is a good book, and I I appreciate that, like, Sarah allowed people to make mistakes in this mm-hmm. book, which is nice, because, like, like, you know, everyone did end up unscathed, except for the thousands of soldiers that died, but, like, all the main yeah. characters were, like, yay, everyone's fine, and, you know, her dad was expendable, because we only saw him for, like, two seconds each time, Yeah, and, like, his arc was, like, in- inc- his arc spiked, and then there was nowhere to go but up. Uh, or like but down i guess (laughs) you know like he he did it he did the thing but um but also like when they first went into the human city reese gave favor the courtesy of telling her that he was gonna like molest her in front of everyone and uh he was like all right there's gonna be some fondling that's gonna happen you cool with that and she was like yeah sounds good but he gave more and no such grace at with all. all of these decisions that, like, really kind of blindsided her. And I don't know yeah. why she wasn't, like, m- more shook. Um, just, yeah. like, w- with her trust and her placement in the the court. Um, so like, it was, like, he, a lot of...
0: He explains, he's like... Sorry, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say it's a lot from Feyre's perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Which, like, duh, it is... Like, the book is from her perspective. But I just mean, like, Feyre is musing about things that felt almost inconsequential to, like, kind of the devastation that Morg could have been feeling.
0: Yeah. I mean, he explains, he's like, yeah, if I would have told you about it beforehand, you would have tried to, like, talk me out of it because, obviously, you don't want your icky dad here in Valeris. And, like, I had to realize that that was a very real possibility that I might have to offer it to him. But he still could have at least warned her, like, hey, yo, like, Eris is going to be showing up. Mm-hmm. Just to let, you know, even though the thing with Valeris was more important to her, he could have given her some warning at all. Been like, and hey, like, this guy that, that sucks and yeah, spiked a like, nail through you. Like, gonna yeah. Be
1: here. Well, I mean, Kier he put the nail for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he like left her. And like, I don't know, hearing Eris out, I was like, oh, yeah. Like in the, with the position he was in, like leaving her there was better than taking her because she still would have like got got so like and because he knows
0: that she's gay
1: yeah like his um rejection of her freed her essentially yeah um which was you know kind of a clutch move but he's still a dick but yeah even if Reese had been like hey um I have a feeling Kira's gonna want into Valeris yeah I know I know I know that sucks uh but I've talked to the palace hose and they aren't gonna like serve the people of um the Court of Nightmares. So like, you know, I know this sucks, I know, but I'm just letting you know ahead of time so you can grapple with this and then when we roll up to the table and I share this information, you're not gonna be blindsided. But I guess maybe that there I bet Part of the reason why he didn't tell her was for her reaction to make Keir bite. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And he's like, ooh, my daughter really hates this. Now I want it more.
1: Deal. Yeah. But if she had been like sneering and she had been like, yeah, I don't care about it. He would have been like, no deal. Got to find something else. Got to find Mm -hmm. something else.
0: God, Keir's evil.
1: He's so evil. He's not a good guy. He's a bad, bad boy. He's awful. Yuck.
0: So out of five stars.
1: Echo this warp? book,
0: I would give, I would give it 3.96.
1: Interesting, interesting. What did you give Crescent City?
0: Oh, I don't remember. Probably like a 2.7. Damn,
1: damn, damn, damn,
0: damn. I have to really like, really be able to not put the book down to give it five stars. And I yeah. could not put A quart of Thorns and Roses or Mist and Fury Down. Like, yeah. Mist and Fury is a big book. And I remember I went and bought it at the book bin. And I read it over the course of, like, 48 hours. And I barely slept. Like, I I also am kind of a slower reader. But I, like, chugged through that thing. Took me two days. But I read yeah. it in two days. Like, I, you know, I didn't stop. And this this book, the first time I read it, I remember I bought it. I read some of it. And then I put it down and picked it up, like, a month later. Partially because I didn't want the story to be over, <laughs> but also because I was like I think the war planning doesn't really pique my interest as much as yeah. like the emotional stories do. Like the I feel like, like, like relationship stories.
1: Yeah. I think uh Sarah kinda knew that like there needed to be more meat to the book than just like leaving all that shit out. But I agree that it like it was boring. I don't know I don't know if like she could have Fixed it with anything different or should have. Like, I think it was the book that it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I agree. Like, if you had said... If you had told me, like, okay, you have 48 hours to read um, Mist and Fury, I'd be like, done. Done. I can do it. I can do it. Easy. But this one, I was like, fuck. I Like, there were times where I was like, okay, I'm just going to read dialogue for this section because um, I Farrah's musings are inconsequential to me right now. You know, like, (laughs) her... uh, Describing the dynamics between people like I don't need to I just need to get the actual like substance the meat of it mm-hmm. um, so yeah I know what you mean
0: that being said I know what you mean I still think that Sarah J. Moss is an incredible writer yeah and her writing has changed my life like it's She's, we wouldn't be here. No. <laughs> no, literally, we would not be making this podcast. No. We probably wouldn't have as close of a friendship as we do. No. Like, she's really impacted my life, and I love her. I love her work, and I think that's why, like, you've you said this before, but, like, it's good enough to nitpick. Like, yeah. we wouldn't spend the time on it that we do if we didn't love it so much. You know? If you weren't
1: invested, yeah. And, like... <laughs> believe it you know believe it and believe in it like if we weren't yeah if it wasn't a part of us yeah i mean this sounds like
0: super nerdy but sometimes like i will read books and then i will recall what happened in the book as like a memory like it's very strange like will i will remember it as if i was there as if i like experienced it and then like (laughs) no i've never been to a fairy realm like i i live in I live on Earth, you know? Like I haven't actually been there, but it feels like I have because the writing feels so real and I like fully immerse myself in that. Sometimes I'll go like a whole day and I'll read and I'll kind of come out of reading and be like, "Oh my god, I I wasn't at home today. Like I was in Prithian like running through fields and bathing in starlight pools." So,
1: yeah. It's just amazing. Th- I feel I feel that way too. It for me it's like in the air it's like the feeling of something's always in my peripheral vision and when like I go to look at it it moves again like I can't quite look at it but it's still there around me is how the story feels when I'm reading these books and it's like I'm afraid for them to be over like I almost resented having to rush through this book even though I knew that if I didn't it would take me a long time to finish it because it it doesn't grab me as um uh, a court of like the first two books did. Um also because there's just like less sex <laughs> and like less new <laughs> new less new romance and like, you know, like the Nesta Cassian book I know I will devour with my mouth. Like I know that book. I like I don't you care. Do you think we're wh- gonna see uh,
0: butthole? I don't know. I don't know. Like you Cassian's like I- butthole? I mean, I hope so. Like, Cassian's like, listen, Nesta baby, I want you to peg me with this strap on, my gal. And she's like, of course. And
1: it's like from Cassian's perspective, and he's like, she slid in and And in in and and in." in. Yes. I don't know. As funny as that joke is, it kind of strains me to think of Cassian taking... Taking the strap on. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily turn me on. I feel a little bit worried for him. I feel worried for anyone taking things in their asshole. (laughs) Why? The asshole is a lot, man. I think because I have a tight, tiny little asshole. And I just... I'm not brave enough. I'm not brave enough. And I worry... But he can handle it. You know? He can handle it. If that's what turns him on, that's what turns me on.
0: I feel like (sighs) I fear the butthole because of... (laughs) hemorrhoids <laughs>
1: also that <laughs> yes like
0: how as do a... you have anal sex if you have hemorrhoids yeah. not saying that I do but if I did like ow you know
1: as a survivor of pinworms um <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you
0: told me, I'm sorry, before you continue, when you told me that you had pinworms, you and I were sharing licorice at the time. Do you remember this? We went to go see Winnie the Pooh and you were sharing red licorice with me, pomegranate licorice from like Trader Joe's or something. And you're like, by the way, I have pinworms. And the way, (laughs) the way that you get pinworms is by sharing food With someone that has pinworms. Licorice?
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) And then, I've never told you this, but now feels like a good time. After the movie, I forced Brady to go to Rite Aid with me and buy pinworm medication. And I ate that shit like there was no tomorrow. I don't know if I slept that night. I'm so sorry.
1: But you know what? You probably, probably, if you had it, if you got it from me, you probably knocked that shit out. Really. I feel like that was the way to go. That was the smart (laughs) thing to do. Um, I don't even know what to say. I'm so... Like, mortified doesn't even describe it. But um, (laughs) I... It is what it is, I
0: guess. But how do you have sex? Anal sex. If you have pinworms. <laughs> it's just off the table at that point. You know?
1: I can't. I can't. This is the, this is the moment where I knew that this episode had to be in two parts. Because um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not done yet. And we're, you know, it's... Two and a half hours of footage um, so far. And I know we're going to hit three. Easy. Wow, I really am so sorry about the pinworms, Paris. And I knew as I was telling you, I knew that it was wrong. Yeah. I knew both sharing the candy and telling you at that time. I knew they were all wrong. Um, yeah, but and like I, I couldn't
0: stop eating it because I didn't want to offend you. So I know. And bite- I know
1: you did that. I knew in my heart. I was yeah. like, I didn't know the extent. To which you were like OCD germaphobe. But I was <laughs> at like. At that point, you didn't know? <laughs> I didn't know at that point, but ha- I. Reflecting that was a mistake. And I, I truly am sorry. And I think it's a testament to um, how much I underestimated our friendship and your loyalty <laughs> to me. And I apologize for ever doubting it before. I know now what a good friend you are. You Thank could you. have.
0: Any parasite, and I would still love you. That doesn't mean that I won't immediately take the parasite medication as a preventative measure to not get that parasite. Glad you did. But I will still love you.
1: You know, Paris, I have to tell you, if you ever get pinworms again,
0: uh, or I've not or, had them. I <laughs> I have never had them. <laughs> I took that medicine. Damn it.
1: You did. And if you haven't... Yeah, you've you've not had it. You you did the right thing. And in the event that you do get chronic pinworms, this is a PSA to anyone who is dealing with pinworms. Maybe you have children who don't like to wash their hands and um, they contract pinworms and then they spread it all over your house. Um, Diatomaceous earth and uh, chondroitin sulfate. Those are the two babies that saved me because it got to the point where... um, that medication didn't work for me because they grow in cycles. Uh, their larva grows in cycles. And um, it was not enough to kill them inside of me. So I ate those pills, chondroitin sulfate, and I ate diatomaceous earth in just about everything. I put it in everything that I ate. And that cured it right up. All natural.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Or you could do like I did. Um, and I just ate a fuck ton of garlic also um I ate cloves of garlic and garlic oh is really God. spicy but I didn't care um because I was like <coughs> parasites hate they hate garlic and onions they just had no idea I had, no idea. I had yeah. no idea Paris I was so oblivious I yeah cannot I believe. went through trauma for like at least two weeks like just shoving garlic down my gut <coughs> <throat> as fast as I could. I put garlic on everything. I just I just ate it. I literally would just eat raw garlic because I was like I can't have pinworms. <laughs> wow.
1: I am so sorry that you I did that you. don't have to apologize.
0: You. I took care of myself.
1: You did take care of yourself and I applaud your diligence. And um, it was it was a traumatizing experience for me and yeah, I Yeah, I'm sure just, you had
0: a worse time than I did, my god.
1: I mean, but the fear is just, the fear is what gets you. It was worse <laughs> like, you know, I being up at night and being uncomfortable, that was awful. But it was the fear that lingers to this day any time yeah. that maybe I'm a little bit constipated and I feel a little, feel a little tingle in my asshole.
0: Yeah, I have I to tell you.
1: immediately run to the bathroom <laughs> and I spread my cheeks and I examine my asshole to see <laughs> if those worms have come again. And they have not since, knock on wood. But um, uh, it, it, haunt, it, it haunts me to this day. And it, I think it always will haunt me in the back of my uh, mind, knowing that it's a possibility.
0: I have never had pinworms. And any time I feel a tickle near my asshole, I instantly think I have them. Just because I know what they are. And I don't know how to get rid of that, you know?
1: It may just be something that binds us. You know, Paris, it's like, it's like when Reason and um, his cadre returned from the war. And Valeris is unscathed, but their hearts, their minds, their souls are not. That's us Mm -hmm. with pinworms. That is our burden to bear. That is my burden to bear and a burden that I wrongly shouldered onto you.
0: It's okay. You don't have to bear the weight of those things alone. I will gladly shoulder your pinworms. (laughs) I will bear the weight of your asshole worms, Valen. I love you that much. Thank you. (laughs) Is someone having sex near you? (laughs) No. Brady's just typing away on the keys. I hear...
1: I hear something. I thought I heard something. Some mewling happening. Maybe upstairs. I don't know. It was a... It was a strange noise, a human noise. You know, I we've lived noise. in this
0: apartment for well over a month, and we've never heard our neighbors. I hope they don't hear us. Cause, I hope they don't hear you either. Yeah, I mean, I can hear them like walking around, but I've never heard them talk. So. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't hear us.
1: I feel like our neighbors can hear us. I haven't heard. I've only heard our neighbors. I think one of them likes to jump rope every now and then when the inspiration (laughs) strikes them, on uh, on the patio. So on our above our balcony, uh, the balcony above our patio, they like to jump. And so I know it's not sex because it's just so aggressive and rhythmic. How do you Um, not
0: know that it's not sex? Because it could just be aggressive, rhythmic sex.
1: Someone's got to be dying. They've got to be pounding into that person so thoroughly that their body exists no more is how loud it sounds. Sometimes. So it's just
0: like Nesta and Cassian upstairs. I wish it, Nesta's got that big old strap on on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think that maybe our neighbors, I'm afraid that they might think that we are, um, like, Domestic abusers Cas- Casper and I Because what? I Because I am I'm so loud You know Like just in that I'll be like What Or I'll be like No Or I'll be like Casper And I'll oh, just I like you yell. meant like
0: In the bedroom
1: <gasps> Oh no 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 God no No I'd hope not No It's never gotten that crazy mm, nice. nice But I just mean My normal conversations like are loud and expressive. <laughs> or I'll be like, don't you fucking talk like that or whatever and it'll it'll pop off the walls. And I think maybe people might call the cops on us one day. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: aggressive. Well Fallon, what would you rate this book? Out of five I would
1: rate this book out of five. I would rate it a four out of five because the way I think of the four out of the the way I think of like the five scale is if I were to like turn it into a percentage four out of five would be 80%. So I feel like a B minus is fair for this book Mm. and a court of thorns and roses. I would give a 4.75 and I would give mist and fury a five out of five. And I would give Crescent city for comparison. Um, a 3.75.
0: Yeah. 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 I feel like that's fair. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, because I, I do, I like Mist and Fury more than A Court of Thorns and Roses, but A Court of Thorns and Roses is still really good. They just feel like very different books.
0: Yes. Are um, we going to read Frost and Starlight? I feel like I we would should. like to.
1: I really would like to.
0: Yes, Uh, we should. It's just a little novella that leads into the next book, but it's well worth it because there is one of the best sex scenes in the (sighs) series so far in that book.
1: (laughs) Damn. It's amazing. Um, Came out of nowhere, too. Wow, wasn't expecting it.
0: No. What a treat. It is. It is. It's a treat and a half, and it happens in the cabin.
1: (sighs) Against the wall.
0: Man. Do you
1: think? Uh, do you, do you think what? you think think Sarah ever got mind fucked before?
0: Man. I hope for Sarah that her husband is actually a Fey, lord or prince yeah. or just a Fey,
1: Or just like, a fae.
0: I really hope that for her. Well, I've explained this to you before. I need her stories to be real because I need her to show me the the portal that goes mm-hmm. into the fae realm. Like if mm-hmm. it's if it's not real, you know, I can't can't handle that. So I need What's Sarah's experiences, her stories to be experiences. You know.
1: Yeah. 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 I agree. They're just yeah paraphrased, loosely told sta- tales of
0: of names have real. been slightly changed. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Based off of true events.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Paris, do you have? anything else to say about this book? I feel like we covered most
0: of it. Um, I think the only other note that I had yeah, the only other note that I had was um, on page 258, it says, a mating bond can be rejected. And I said, Sarah, why would you do Mm -hmm. this to us? We've Mm -hmm. talked about this before, but like, the, Let's talk about it again. Yeah, the like, the mating bond between Reese and Feyre is so special and unique and like then then authentic. what the fuck? Yeah, so why like it's just like this cataclysmic thing that they like are predestined to be together and they love each other no matter what and they're like mates they're meant to be together they're they're mates they're each other's equal and that's the mating bond but then like. They say, like, well, the mating bond sometimes gets it wrong. You know, a mating bond can be rejected. Reese says... But it's still going to
1: haunt you for the rest of your immortal life.
0: Yeah. Like, what? I felt that, too.
1: Like, okay. So, I was like, all right. Here's the mating bond. Super duper special, rare thing, when you find your equal. But then it's like, okay, you can reject it. So it's just like this really powerful tug and it's like you can't help but be near that person i was like okay so then it's like falling in love but they also fall in love people fall in love with each other when and like art become infatuated with each other and have a mating bond so it's like falling in extra love a permanent love that you can't control
0: and people fall in love and they like are waiting for the mating bond to snap into place like, and Thessian, hope that it
1: just happens.
0: Yeah, like Thessian and his love, his mate, or not his mate, but his like significant other who has yeah. like, the big bird wings, he's like... Hot. Yeah. He's like, reason says to Pharaoh when they first go to that meeting, he's like, well, that's Thessian and his, his person, the mating bond hasn't snapped into place yet. They're still waiting for that to happen. Like, mm-hmm. what if that never does happen? And if that doesn't happen, then why would you stay with someone if you know that your mate is out there somewhere you know like right how does everyone have a mate yeah exactly like how would you ever settle for someone if you don't have a mating bond with them
1: like right or like risk just like rolling around with this person that you adore and then only to like either have them ripped away from you because they develop a mating bomb with someone else or vice versa you suddenly have a mating bomb with someone like yeah. like with elaine she was into grayson and then she's like then lucian's like we're mates but elaine's like i don't know question mark and then azriel's like you're cute and then it's just like weird love triangle and even Reese alluded to um Cassie and Anesta he's like no sign of the mating bond yet and so then I was like um are you gonna give a mating bond to all three of the Archeron sisters Sarah is that your plan for everyone to literally be hitched perfectly
0: well and then that makes me think like humans that are turned Fey, right like the Fey didn't recognize that their mate was their mate because they were humans right and they don't understand right. it until they're turned into fae. so like how many humans walk the earth walk around perithian you know the lower part of perithian that mm-hmm. have fae mate counterparts that they don't know about because right. they will never become fae because they will always remain human
1: Sticking with your theory of that Feyre has fey blood in her heritage, is it only, like, sorry, Casper's getting ice
0: right now? <laughs> yeah, I can in the hear kitchen. It. Is it, yeah, is it only people who have fey ancestry? So is it really just staying within the realm of, like, fey is attracted to fey, like mating bonds are only between people with fey blood?
1: Yeah, because Feyre didn't know about the mating bond, like, she didn't know that was a thing when she, like, rolled into Prithian for the first time. So that's not a thing to humans. Like, that's not a concept that they are aware of or experience. Mm -mm. So it's like, okay, is it only humans with fey heritage like you suggested, which I think is now even, like, a greater theory? Dude,
0: I'm into it. That's so... That totally makes sense. Yeah, if Nesta gets a mating bond with Cassian, then that would totally make sense that, like, the Archeron sisters have it because they have fey blood, in their bodies, and therefore, like they are able to have a mating bond.
1: Yeah, and like, does it is it is it cross species? Because, uh, like, could a high fae have a mating bond with a lesser fairy? Because Illyrians aren't fae; Mm-mm. they're like technically a lesser fairy. So, like, uh, a ducassian and um, Azriel even get.
0: Mating bonds? No, I think they do because, like, Farron, Fay Farron, holy shit. So Reese's mom was an Illyrian woman. Right,
1: right, 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 right. She right, had right.
0: a mating bond with Reese's dad, who was right. the High Lord of Night Court. So they have so to be it, able to. Is
1: it only, like, humanoid Fay fairies? Or is it, like, could, you know, fucking Asriel be just strolling down the street and then some, like, knobbly knobby little blue fairy with fucking crystal ball eyes be like ding.
0: and then he'd be like (laughs) I have another theory would you like to hear it?
1: I do want to hear it.
0: Okay so Pharaoh, when she goes to save Elaine she also saves a human from Hybron's camp Briar. And her name is Briar what about Briar? When does Briar come back into our story? I don't know. What if Briar somehow becomes Fae? And then what if she and Asriel smash? Mm. See? I just feel like, why would Sarah introduce us to a new character if we don't get to have her later, you know?
1: Can we talk about Asriel and that whole love triangle, please? (laughs) Can yes. we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. I feel... I feel feelings. I love Azriel. I love him. I love the parts of him that we've seen with Pharaoh. I love him. I love Cassian. And I think he and Nesta are meant for each other. And I will fight for that to my dying fucking breath. So putting that those two aside, because they're... They're taken out of the equation for me. We've got Elaine, Lucian, and Asriel. Because more... She's gay. She's out. She's gone. She's done. Maybe she she's, gets Briar. Maybe she gets Briar. Or maybe um, Vivian's sister. Ooh. Maybe. She's a hottie. Hell yeah. If she's Vivian's twin, then she's just as hot. Um, Hell yeah. Or Or Vasa. Cressida. Vassa. Oh, Cressida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cressida.
0: Yeah. Or Vasa. Hell yeah.
1: There's infinite number of lovely ladies for more to choose from and fall for. I hope more gets a mating bond. Like, do because okay, with the lovers, is it it is the mating bond like it does it transcend the gender binary? Or is it yes. only for um, because it was like Reese was like Well the mating bond Is like some primal thing it Probably ensures Like whoever Will make the best Offspring But that's but not gonna happen Between Same sex couples
0: Doesn't um, God I can't remember her name Now I'm blanking on it The one in Miriam and Draken's story When she's got The really tiny wings That are like Lopsided
1: oh, uh, Her oh, lover and oh, oh, Nefel. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, her lover is a woman, right?
1: Don't yeah, they? Yeah, but they're not mates. I don't. They're think. not.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh Oh. Okay. Well, then I don't no, know.
1: No, th- she wiped her up. Yeah. Uh, her lover was the general, and she wiped Nefel up uh, after so she married So they're, they're married. They're married, but they might not. Okay,
0: so so I don't know. I don't know if it goes past like like just strictly heterosexual relationships. I would hope so.
1: Yeah, but, I would I hope so too. But if it's like a primal thing that's like you two, your pheromones, they match, they're equivalent. Now you fuck and make more glorious fave babies. Um, then like it would be just like another. I get like if you're looking at from that lens, another like faulty thing for to happen if it was like between same sex couple. If you're like going with that intention behind so. the mating bond.
0: Yeah, because Reese does say, like, when he tells Fair about the mating bond and about, like, what it is, he's like, oh, and, you know, when a male is mated, mm-hmm. like, it takes weeks, sometimes months, for him to, like, not want to kill every other male around his female because he's, you know, so protective and, like... Right. But he doesn't just say, like, a, a mated partner. He, like, specifically says mated males. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah yeah
0: well that's know. kind of sucks i feel like i would yeah. want them to be more than just men and women like
1: what? or like like okay say you're a same-sex couple and you're just like having a great time being with your beloved and then you like meet someone and you're like fuck and you're like made it up you don't have to commit to that you can reject the mating bond but like you said it's always going to be a stain on you like forever and you're always yeah. going to be like Drawn to that person. So even if you continue on your blissful relationship with, like, your same-sex partner, you could still be, like, stuck to this baby daddy or mom who's not your baby daddy or mom. You know what I mean? Like, your potential, your would-be baby daddy.
0: Well, maybe it's more to do with, like, soulmates than it is to do with, like, lovers. Like, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, that person... They, I click with them. I understand. Yeah. This is in, like, real life. You know, like, I yeah. click with them. I understand them. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're your lover or that they're your partner, even. But it's just, like, like I feel like friends. Like, I feel like you. Like, yeah. you're one of my soulmates, you know? Like, I agree. So maybe yeah. it's it's more along the lines of, like, that. Like, being soulmates rather than being, like, fuck mates. But then also, at the same time, I would, there is I would that, ing- yeah. that, like, you know attraction that like pulls them to one another you know they can't get away from each other because they're like they're mated you know so i yeah. don't know it's just very I, strange
1: i don't think because he also i don't know if it, i don't remember if it was recent or not but somebody when describing to lucian or talking about uh, like talking about lucian and elaine's like bond he was like sometimes it's not always a soul thing it's just like more of a physical thing, like when he's describing how the mating bond gets it wrong, he's like sometimes it's like it's not a soul thing. It's just like a physical like connection that snaps into place for like no goddamn reason and like i I wish that it worked better for other people like it does for us and favor like reflects on how rare what they have is. and I'm like, okay, so you guys are in the point zero 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 one. Percent top percent of mating bonds, like question
0: mark? Yeah. Sarah, please elaborate. We need elaborate. more
1: information. Please, ma'am, clarification, poor favor. But with Azriel and I feel like for some reason I don't believe that it would be possible for all three Artron sisters to like. I feel like it would be too perfect. If they all got a special mating bond,
0: not if they're they're all from Fey heritage.
1: But I mean, like, why would the three Fey? Why would the three Artron sisters get mated, but like everybody else doesn't?
0: Like, why wouldn't Cauldron chosen? They like stopped the war from happening and destroying all of Prithian. Like Elaine and Nesta kill the King of Hybern. You know, like the two of them do that together. So yeah. maybe they're like predestined to be able that's, to have great love affairs because that's they like what sacrifice I want so much. I agree. I, I
1: want that. I want that. But some part of me, the skeptic is like, that's not going to happen. Like Nesta and Cassian aren't going to get that, even though I want that. More than anything. Like, Feyre gets a mating bond. Then Elaine gets a mating bond. Then Nessa gets a mating bond. All in in within, like, three books? Are you
0: kidding me? No but like, way. But, like, will their story be as impactful if they don't get one? Because, like, like we've said, you know, like, how do you know if that's your person? If that's the one for you? If you're not mated to them?
1: Yeah. Fuck. I really hope. I, I hope that that's what <laughs> happens.
0: And I love Azriel. And Elaine, I. Dig I know, that. me too. I totally want. I ship them. I want Ezreal and Lane to be together because Lucian's kind of a shit sometimes, you know. Sometimes, but I also I still
1: like Lucian, and know. I think he's a good noodle. And I like the idea of him taking his uh, rightful place as um, <clears throat> the next the heir to the throne of the, of the day court. court. Yeah, Um, I think that would be fucking sick. So I, I think he's a good like he's been dumb and he's made a lot of mistakes and he was not there for Feyre in the way that he could have/slash should have been. Um, No, and he
0: also has a lot of like patriarchal views on things.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That he needs to fix.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but also Elaine is, um, I think, uh, less assertive.
0: That's true. She's the least assertive.
1: (laughs) She's like, just give me a fucking garden, guys. Let me make some bread. Okay? Can we just have some goddamn peace and quiet in here? Yep. Um, And so, like, if there were anyone that he could, like, hang out with without getting his, like, balls twisted off, it would be Elaine. Um, Mm -hmm. But Asriel, our sweet baby fallen angel, who is there for him? Who is going to suck his PB? Who is going to do it? She's got to be perfect and wonderful.
0: Give us an Azriel love story. Also, Please. give us a an omran and Varian novella. Oh I want to know what happened God. in the night, in the the summer court. Yeah. I want to know how their love bloomed. Mm-hmm. Um. I have yes. one more note. Mm. It's very quick. Okay. And it just says. Fera hands out vulgar gestures left and right. What are they? There has to be, she says, a
1: vulgar gesture. Everyone has a, a vulgar gesture. Something that it was so vulgar that it made that person blanch. How many in Prithian are there? How many different types? Because I can only think of flipping someone off. That is the only I one I have. I can think of like
0: flipping someone off and then doing the thing where you're like, You cross Uh, one, (laughs) no, it's like where you cross one arm over the other, like let's say I cross my left arm over my right, Right. and my right fist is like in the crook, or sorry, my left fist is in the crook of my right arm, and Mm -hmm. then my right arm comes up, so I'm like making a fist. Yep, but like that's I know the exactly only other thing about. I can think of. Like, what other vulgar gesture is there? And there's
1: like, there's like the tongue in the in the V of the hand of the fingers, you know, <laughs> of the eating out, which I feel like Cassian did at the dinner table at one point. Like, I remember reading it and being like, oh yeah, I feel like he's tongue out. That's the one, yeah. And was like, yeah. um, and then there's like flipping someone off, and then yeah, there's that, and then there's also like the like the fuck you and sign language where you like. Put your hand, a flat oh, palm yeah. to your lip, and then you like flick it.
0: Yeah. Or like maybe Fair is just like in her left hand, she's making like a circle with her fingers, and then in oh. her right hand, she's taking her pointer finger and then doing like the penis in vagina thing.
1: Right. Oh, and there's also you can like, like you're jacking someone off,
0: you know? Like mm-hmm. you could be like, jack,
1: jack, jack. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like the, yeah.
0: yeah. And then you act out like the cum.
1: Yeah. Wow. So there we go.
0: That was like six or
1: seven. We are uh, much more diverse than I thought in our (laughs) body language. But that's it. That's
0: all my notes.
1: That's all I got. That's it. Wow. What a journey it's been so far. We have one more book, but it's smaller. It's smaller. It's very small. And we're also taking a bit of a break, almost like two weeks, because you're going to do shit, and then I'm going to do shit, and then we'll come back
0: together go to do you pick up brady's family from the airport tomorrow because they're coming Yay! to visit so people
1: humans know, i'm so excited i'm, I'm excited, so excited. For you. i'm also
0: like really excited to clean the apartment i know that that's like not something a lot of people like but like i just i love to clean so i'm just <laughs> i just like can't wait to like dust
1: i'm excited for you my friend <laughs> thanks I'm really excited for you. I'm going to visit my grandparents in California, and we're not going to where they live. We're going to a hotel, like, in Southern California by the beach.
0: Oh, my Um, God. And
1: so I am,
0: wow, I'm really excited, dude. Is it going to be warm, or is it going to be smoky?
1: It's probably going to be both, smoky and warm, but I, you know, it'll be by the beach, so I get to see the ocean. I've been landlocked for a hot minute.
0: I'm so excited for you. I'm currently landlocked. It feels weird. Well, that's not true. I guess I have Lake Erie up to my north.
1: Mhm. But, but doesn't Pittsburgh have a big old river run through?
0: Yeah, there's the Allegheny and the Mahanagalia, but, like, you can't swim in them.
1: Yeah. You can't get yeah. in them.
0: You can't put your feet in unless, you know, you want to pull it out and you have, like, a third foot. <laughs> <laughs> Just an extra foot, baby. Yeah.
1: That's hilarious. There's
0: so much trash in the rivers, it's horrible. It's actually oh. very depressing. But um, the fountain downtown's really pretty. And that's wet. You can swim in that. You can take a no, there are dip. a lot of signs. You're not allowed to. Oh. Maybe I could get in real quick and then run. But you're not supposed to. Just yeet away. <laughs> Just fucking winnow my shit Just out there.
1: Winnow your little nakey wet ass. <laughs>
0: Oh Fallon, well, I'm very excited to read the next book because there's good stuff in it, um, and it's very quick. So yeah, we shall yes. we shall meet again. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you for listening
1: to uh, Fantasy Time. We'll see you next week, motherfuckers.
0: Bye 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 bye. Show me that centaur horse dick. <laughs>